shit. I'm like, oh, thanks for the mic that comes with like an attachment to a mic stand. To a nothing. It, to nothing. Yeah, essentially. I'm like, what the? F-? Use your imagination, Michael. Yeah. Imagination. Yes. Yes. Come with me, and you'll be. Uh, yeah. In a world of pure extermination. We'll go with that. All right. Hot. Hot. <laughs> so, hey. Hey, everyone. Welcome once more to the Millennium Fandom. Uh, I am your host, uh, Mike, the Bubbeasy Bubbers. Uh, with me up in the attic today is the wonderful, the incredibly talented, the incredibly funny, uh, Bobby Schmidt. Oh, man. Hi, Bob. I'm special. Bobby, hell yeah, you are. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, Bobby, um... What what are you having what are you having for a delicious drink over there, kid? Uh it's Kraken and Dr. Pepper. Fuck yeah. It's it a, it's a Sparta original. <laughs> Sparta original. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 indulging. I've I've already had two of those. Um yeah. so I am following up with a nice Coors banquet. Check. Coors banquet. Whoa. I'm I'm fancy like that. The hills are alive with the sound of inebriation. Yeah. Yeah, I've taken it easy, easy the last two nights. I haven't had a single drop of alcohol. Oh, the weeknights? Yeah. You hey, you haven't drank alcohol on the weeknights? The last two. The last two. Yeah, you want to just, hey, take it easy on me here. Yeah, yeah. Um, hi, hi, Pot. My name's Kettle. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, salesman. So I'm having a good time. All right, I had a good day, and I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna indulge. Uh, yeah. I may regret it in the morning, but that's okay. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about fucking 80s metal. 80s hair metal. 80s hair metal. Yes. I heard a little glitchiness. I'm wondering if it's from one of our phones. I apologize to the listeners if that's the case. But yes, <laughs> we're here to talk about some fucking 80s hair metal. Now, I have to admit, I freely admit, because you approached me about this, and you're like, oh, my God, like this would be so much fun. And I'm like, I agree. It would be. It would be fucking awesome. I know nothing about 80s hair metal. As someone our age, realistically should. You're, and you're absolutely right. The, the thing is, like, about 80s hair metal is that I, I've, just, I've never been able to get on board with it. I haven't. It's just, it's not my bag. It's not my bag. Like, because uh, I'm assuming you're talking more like, um, because there's, there's like the 80s hair metal. There's, there's like the cock rock. You know, you got your poison. You got your twisted sister. You got those. And then you've got, uh, I kind of lump like the metal uh, or the hard rock side of it as like, um, uh, like ACDC or somebody yeah. like that. So uh, where, are, where, does, where does your interest more gear towards? Honestly, my interest more gears towards what they'd call arena rock, which is kind of what you referred to as cock rock, but that's okay. leaning more towards the the Guns N' Roses side of it, which is a band I don't necessarily care for. But sure. uh, Def Leppard's been my favorite band since I was about 11 years old. Okay. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but it's kind of that realm that I stick to, uh, leaning harder into like Judas Priest and Motley Crue and sure. You know, but it's more the glam rock and the arena rock no. that I kind of gravitate to. So but, but what is it about that though? Like what is it about that rock, that particular style that, that really grips you? Some of it is a pattern from childhood. Mm-hmm. I was born in 90 and 
the music scene there was going through a a pretty heavy transition to more of the grunge style. You know, it's when you saw bands like uh, Nirvana and and Audio Slave and really start to hit their prime. And my dad hated it. Oh, really? Could not stand any of it. Just... I'm so fucking sick of listening to these whiny ass bitches who ain't had no dads <laughs> crying about how they didn't get hugged and they want to kill themselves. <laughs> and <laughs> come on, come on. It's <laughs> I speaks the truth. That was his feelings towards it. You're not wrong. Right. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Harold's not a man known for his depth. Oh my god, that's too funny. Uh, <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> hey, easy, easy there, killer. Uh, okay, so, so okay, so you so you grew up, you grew up with it. It's it's something that you've you've always had around you. Yeah, and um, I I honestly never paid a lot of attention to it until the movie Joe Dirt came out, and I was awesome. really young when that came out. Awesome, and I was in love with David Spade. Okay, I I like him. Awkward and nerdy. That's kind of sure. my jam. Sure. But uh, there was a line in that movie that is heavily quoted still. Just, hey, Joe, what's got nine arms and sucks? Death Lapper. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, <laughs> oh, it's I, not wrong. <laughs> right. Well, he is wrong. They got nine arms, but they don't suck. Sure. But... Uh, I'd never really given Def Leppard a thought until that happened. I was like, what do you mean nine arms? How does that happen? <laughs> I wasn't around when the accident happened. Oh, sure, sure. So I hopped on my dial-up internet computer <laughs> and waited you know, a minute a page to load the whole story about the accident that took place and sure you know did some research on that and just fell head over heels in love with the band okay. for for that story alone oh so it was really the drummer's story that that really like you were already interested but it was like the drummer story that you're like oh my god these guys are so badass yeah uh so he lost his arm in a car accident yeah as they were hitting what they thought was their peak Okay. And Rick Allen, the drummer, was mm. exhausted from the amount of touring that they were doing, and he was just having a hard time keeping up, and they were going to add on to the tour, or they were going to announce a new tour shortly after. I can't remember the exact details of it, but sure. he got all kinds of pissed, and then he got all kinds of pissed, you know, uh, British drunk, yeah. and... Got into an argument with the band and drove off in his car and rolled it and lost his arm in the process. Oh, my God. And his bandmates all kind of came to his bedside, and they're like, you're fucking, you're a drummer, dude. Like. What the fuck? How? Uh, what? How? What are we going to do? Right, right, right. And Rick Allen's like, I don't want to give up. I don't. I don't want to lose this. This is my life. This is the only thing that's ever made me happy. And they're like, well, we'll find a way. And stood by him as he completely recharged the music industry as we know it by creating electronic drums. And because he uses foot pedals. Yeah. Uh, typically with drumming, unless you're doing that weird double bass thing, you aren't, you're right. only using one foot. But right. he... 
incorporated both feet and created a system of pedals, but the issues with the pedals is you don't get the same kind of control that you would get out of an arm with a drum. Mm -hmm. So learning how to make those sound panels reflect a different kind of sound, depending on what he did with the foot pedal. Yeah. It's, it revolutionized like electronica. It gave us a ton of new options that went in a ton of different directions. And then they waited for him to fully recover, fully figure out this equipment, mm-hmm. released a new album, went back on tour. Like they never gave up on Holy him. Shit. And they ended up selling, they're one of six bands on the planet that has ever sold. I think it's, more than 10 million copies of six different albums, if I'm remembering correctly, but they're right in there with the ranks of uh, Michael Jackson's another one that's got that, the Eagles, Led Zeppelin. Balls. I can't remember the other two to save my life right now, but it's it's huge. There's only six bands that have ever accomplished it, and Def Leppard's one of them. That's Holy shit! Yeah, I, I had no idea. Like, like I, I knew, I always knew the story, and and I kind of, I kind of credit because there's, there's, you've heard of the Bloodhound Gang, right? Oh yeah. So uh, their album One Fierce Beer Coaster, there's a line in one of the songs that's like, uh, you know, the drummer from Def Leppard's only got one arm. The drummer from Def Leppard's only got one arm. And <laughs> okay, he just keeps yeah, saying I remember that, that as like, as like, a, and it's part of the bridge, right? And so it's just, it's really funny to me. It's super funny, to me. And, but it always sticks in my head. So it's like, it's hard to forget that the drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm if you've heard this song over and over. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so I've got, so I've always, I've always heard that and I've, I've always respected Def Leppard for that, but I've never heard the story so in depth because I, I've always, here's how out of touch I am. With <laughs> with all of that, I I uh, I forget that Def Leppard is a British band. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like anytime somebody says, "Oh yeah," you know, when they get pissed drunk and they tour in England, I'm like, "Oh, that's right." Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's how out of touch I am. Yeah. No, this is to, this is not to say I don't I don't respect. Um, I don't respect uh, uh, the genre because it, it it did. I mean, just like with any any genre of that of music, it's it's revolutionized the industry. It had uh, same with you know like I referenced ACDC. I don't like ACDC. I actually really kind of hate ACDC. I hate listening to ACDC because it just the fucking singer sounds like a cat being thrown <laughs> against a wall or scraped against a no. grater. I get yep. that because I can't stand listening to Led Zeppelin for that reason. This the singer's got a voice that just does not sit well with me. Or sure. System of a Down. Oh, I, I can't sure. deal with that. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, totally on board with that. And like, I like System of a Down and I like Led Zeppelin. But that's not to say that all of these bands have not, in some way, shape, or form, um, revolutionized uh, music. Ha- have in some way contributed to the progression of the genre or of of music or of music that's not even in that genre right so it's but uh to get to my point like um that uh, what you were telling me about um how the drummer you know he had that accident he lost his arm um and the band was just like you know like we're we're gonna figure this out like we're not giving up on you like it's just it's it's something that that i don't feel like you see in bands 
anymore, really. No, you know what I mean? Not like, any not any new ones anyway. I mean, you've got your few exceptions, but sure. I I can't even pull a story to mind. Yeah. Well, and because it it seems like it's so so much music is so driven by just the industry. It's so driven by the industry that um you have labels that are just like, "Okay, you're signed and we've got a tour to do." So, uh fuck that guy. He'll get his payout, but you need to keep touring. Good thing is we know a fantastic drummer. Kudos to that drummer. Kudos to that band. But what the fuck? Like, it, and the band's yeah. hands, their their hands are kind of tied because they're signed with a label. So yep. I mean, they're forced. Like, you know, I, I mean, not to say that Def Leppard wasn't signed with a label, but back then it was like it was it was more about the music. It was about like just fucking the spirit of it all and getting it done. Yeah, I mean, producers weren't exactly known for their. Uh, integrity back in that day either, uh, right, but right, right, they, right. they weren't as monetarily driven or as, you know, go out and do tours driven because back in that day you sold albums. Right. You know, nowadays I believe some of the culture shift is because they're not getting any money off of record sales anymore. Yeah, you got yeah, yeah. illegal downloading and all of that. The, the only time they make money is on those tours. Yes. So they're pushing harder on it than they did back in the eighties. Whereas, you know, with 80s hair metal, you barely even recognize the people that were performing the music. Like, unless they released their image on a an album, because MTV wasn't quite around for when, yeah. you know, hair metal got its start. And thank goodness for that, because some of those men, Blackie Lawless, who is the front man of Wasp, is one of the ugliest yeah. dudes I've ever seen in my life. He, but he okay, is so incredibly quick. talented. It's it's in a genre that is an acquired taste because he's more on the like screaming thrash side of uh, hair metal. But it, it'd be hard for him to get a start in this industry looking like he did nowadays. Wait, what the fuck's his name? Blackie Lawless. Oh, I put in Lucky Lawless. B L A C K I E. Come on, Google. And Lawless, you know, like Lucy. So, Come on, Zena. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, fucking producers, like, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I know. so yeah, no, it it just came up, Blackie Lawless, dude, my dude. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Oh boy. You are um that's a face only a mother could love. <laughs> yeah, he actually kind of reminds me of uh um oh shit. The, the the guitarist that Nick and I did that sketch on. Ingway Malmstein. Oh Ingway fucking Malmstein. He kind of looks like him. A little bit. I, mean, I think it's probably more the hair. I was going to say, you put hair. any of them together and you yeah, back yeah. up 10 feet, you're not going to be able to recognize them unless you know what hair color <laughs> they're supposed to have. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, what I find interesting, too, um, you know, you were talking about shady producers. That's actually, that was actually the problem. A huge problem was a shady producer with Elvis was he wasn't able to tour. He wanted so bad to tour uh, internationally. Yeah. But his his producer or uh, manager uh, was like, he was, I believe he was an illegal immigrant or something like that. Like, he wasn't legally allowed. 
either in the States or he wasn't allowed out of the country. I don't remember which exactly. But either huh. way, he couldn't travel internationally, and so neither could Elvis. And it was just like, what the fuck? But since he signed with him, oh, he was, his okay. hands were tied. So he just, like, he just became oversaturated in the U.S., but... Was still a huge hit elsewhere, and he was it's just like his fucking hands were God, tired. God, that sucks. Right, right. I'm like fucking Elvis, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Uh, you can't get out of it. Uh, I learned recently that that's why Prince changed his name to that weird symbol that nobody knows. Oh yeah, because his, yeah, because he was um um yeah his his hands were also tied by his uh, record label. Yeah, and they they said something along the lines of, uh, for as long as you're Prince, you'll follow these guidelines or whatever. So he legally changed his name to that weird symbol oh. so that they couldn't... Uh, there was something Funny. additional to the symbol. I don't think it was just an extra fuck you. I think there sure. was something else. More to it. Legally, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was so that he could release the music that he actually wanted to release as sure. the artist formerly known as Prince. Oh, that's what it was. Because he changed his name to a symbol, so they would have to tie his old name to his new name that he's releasing Got music it. from, because that carries over his fan base gotcha. without doing any work that would be illegal to his record label. <laughs> you clever bastard. Yeah. Nice. It was a weird dude, too. <laughs> I love the guy. I really do. But yeah, he, yeah, yeah. like, they call him eccentric because he had money. If he was poor, they'd call him crazy. Uh, Fucking well said. Well said. <laughs> that that could be said about a lot of a lot of fucking musicians, a lot of artists in general. Absolutely. So okay, so so you're really Def Leppard is your would you say your favorite? Uh, easily. Easily. Okay. So did you ever um do you kind of classify Queen as being like in some of that in some of like your your genre? Like have have you ever really gotten into Queen? Like, yeah. Do you lump them into kind of you that that spectrum of, of I guess like sort of cock rock or uh, '80s metal? I believe that one would be classified as uh, the UK wave. Okay. Because you know they're also uh, from overseas. Sure. Um, but in that way, so is Iron Maiden. And when you're looking at Iron Maiden yeah. and you're looking at Queen, yeah, they're releasing completely different music, mm-hmm. but they're still. That's the funny thing about 80s hair metal is that classification can touch bands such as Slayer and Metallica and Megadeth and Pantera, but it could also qualify for bands like REO Speedwagon. Right? It's it's such a great area. It's it's that's why there's so many fine-tuning labels like glam metal and uh, thrash metal and the the arena rock label I can't remember any more of them right now. Well, the Kraken. There's too many. Is the it's Kraken here now? It's doing its it's it doing is. its duty. <laughs> yes, I said duty. <laughs> in in addition to the music, what really intrigued me about '80s hair rock was the culture that surrounded it, and and all of the weird circumstances that took place, and the fan base that followed the music. I mean, there's. There's shit that happened during that time that uh-huh. is just bananas. I mean, it was so scary. Tipper Gore went to the Supreme Court to get little labels yeah. put on CDs, I remember that. little parental advisory yep. things. Yep. 
it didn't work. It actually increased album sales, but yeah, it is yeah, what yeah. it is. <laughs> but, it, you know, the, the whole culture, there's a reason that people were scared, you know, the normies, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Judas Priest had to go to court and defend one of their albums because someone accused them of having subliminal lyrics in their album if you played oh, right. it backwards. Oh, really? And, yeah, it, it was it was one of the dumbest things ever, too. This uh, mom took them to court because her son had committed suicide. And that's tragic. Sure. That yeah, is absolutely, absolutely tragic. And absolutely. everybody grieves differently, but this is a very weird way to grieve. Yeah. But she... She's looking to place the blame. Yeah. And I that's get understandable, it. too. Absolutely. But she had accused Judas Priest of having subliminal messages in their, their music. Uh-huh. And if you played their album backwards on a record player, yeah, she claimed that there was a subliminal do it in the record. Okay. And to be fair, when you played it backwards, it, there was a phrase in there that sounded like do it but do it could be anything you know do it, clean your room fucking be a. the valedictorian it, you know <laughs> mow the lawn take a shower do it eat that extra oreo yeah it, it's it, it's also it that sound was not that it was completely unintentional why would anybody put do it in it, it just you're look you're just you're looking yeah. That's all you are. You're you're just probing. You know. I mean, it was like it was like with when when Fox News um, uh, aired this piece or uh, about how you know. Oh, look! There's subliminal messages in one of Obama's speeches, <laughs> and and they played they played one of Obama's speeches backwards, and somewhere in it, it sounded like "Hail Satan." Oh my I'm like, God! I'm like, who? Who is the poor bastard who at Fox News who had to completely listen through hours of back- it, it is. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but I mean, for any grieving soul, you're just gonna look for reasons. You're just gonna look for reasons, and, and you're gonna look for the first. You're you're gonna look to blame what you don't understand. You know, it's it's a common thing, and and I I do remember. I, I think a lot of people who are who are fans of rock, who are fans of any type of metal, recall that time when. Uh, um, the lead, the lead singer for Twisted Sister. Oh, yeah. Dave. Uh, nope, not Dave Mustaine. No, nope, that's, that's Megadeth. Megadeth. Uh... Right? It's terrible. I should know this. But when he went before the Supreme Court and he testified, you know. D. Snyder. D. S- Bingo. D. Snyder <laughs> went before the Supreme Court and was basically just letting them know, like, hey, uh, dumbasses, n- no. I. I Go. I mean, yeah, you can put this label on here, but I mean, Jesus Christ, we're just making music. Like, it's different, yes. And I'm sorry that it scares you, but eat shit. Yeah, uh, my favorite part about that whole thing is, so for those of you that aren't familiar with D. Snyder or Twisted Sister, they are a band that attempted drag, but ended up looking like, uh, like busted up football players on an Easter team. Yeah, man. Like it, it was there was like football shoulder pads it and really weird. It was it was weird. What they were trying to do was like what Poison did and be androgynous as fuck. Which sure, that's a thing I'm about. And I don't know if it's a chicken and an egg thing. Like I like them because they're androgynous, or I like androgyny because because of, of yeah that whole scene that glam rock thing. Uh, 
our director Steve actually told me a story. We, he went to go get a tattoo and Poison came on, and the tattoo artist was like, "Man, I remember when Poison came out, and I was just like, those chicks are pretty hot." Oh no! <laughs> oh, something awoken in that guy. Yeah, just well. No, they they were very feminine looking. I mean, yeah, just like it, Nelson. You ever seen Nelson? No. Oh, they are very ethereal. They look like elves. Back to the Googles. Nelson Band. Oh, apparently they're still on tour too, or something. Official yeah. website of Nelson. Their Nelson. dad was a musician as Rock well. Band. I'm not familiar with his work. Nelson. Oh my. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, they are very pretty. Yeah. They are. Well, at least back in the day, at least. Like nowadays, they look very. Actually, the one dude, the one dude looks very butch. Like he looks like Ellen in her hate. Like when Ellen first became Ellen. The dude looks butch, you know, like, like the lesbian. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look at that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at that dude. Like, okay. Yeah. It, but the. The the features are still very soft and very feminine, and there's they just are. there's something about how man pretty they are. I can't get over. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh my god! And then there's this 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 picture of both of them. Look at that on the on the bike on the trike. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. You ever Look see the the music video for which one is it? <laughs> I believe that one's after the rain. <laughs> they're kind of like playing at a waterfall garden. Oh no, they're not. Oh Stop my God. It. That video is insane. It starts out. <laughs> it starts out with the angriest dad I've ever seen in my life <laughs> in his wife beater and his big old belt buckle and his chrome dome comb over. Uh... And he's scratching his nards and yelling about how terrible his teenage son is and he's worthless and it's time for him to get a job. And cool. The the mom's in a bathrobe and she's obviously been beaten into submissions. So uh. she's just like, I'm just going to sit here and act like I'm not having a problem with this. And then the kid goes into his bedroom and slams his door and oh, yeah, the piles, on, piles onto his twin-size bed and throws on his headphones and hits play on his cassette player. And right next to his bed is a giant full-body poster of the Nelson boys. And as soon as he hits play, it was like that scene out of Trick or Treat where she hits play and that weird thing happens around the court except for she ends up dying. He <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trick or Treat was an obscure '80s horror movie that happened to have cameos by uh, Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons. Oh my God! I'm gonna I have watched to look it into that. for that purpose. Shocker! <laughs> yeah, shocker! It's, it's not great. It's funny. It's not supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> okay. So the this weird little electric shock thing comes up into their headset yeah, yeah and the nelson twins i don't know if they're twins i know they're brothers either way the nelson boys come to live from the poster yeah and extend a hand and he takes their hand and then they fall through what looks like a wormhole like literally take the tardis out of the opening scene of doctor who okay yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, they're falling through that except for like it's one nelson brother second nelson brother and then you just hear as the kid comes through. And awesome. then he lands cross-legged uh-huh. in between the Nelson boys. And they pull out and they're sitting in front of a fire. 
And then they flip the camera around, and here's a Native American chief who has his fist closed, and he extends his hands and opens them, and one orb that is red and one orb that is blue float out of each hand like the fucking matrix like what pill do you want my dude uh, yeah. pick your reality that's kind of where that i was going yeah. but it's, it's like 10 or 15 years before the matrix ever happened okay. so i don't know if we can blame nelson for the matrix but oh my god we've got a strong case oh my god so anyhow <laughs> we haven't even started the music <laughs> in the music video at this point what the hell happened Okay, go uh-huh. on. Keep going. Keep going. Then the music starts, and mm-hmm. the band Nelson, which consists of two elven dudes, just evaporate. And the kid is just kind of like, huh? Huh? And he comes out of the teepee because they went full racist with it. Oh, naturally. And like climbs. You do. The teepee is precariously positioned. Just outside of a rock arena. And then the band Nelson plays their song in a very garden-like band setting while the kid's just like, yeah, this is awesome. And that's all pretty normal until the end of the video where, oh, I forgot to mention in the beginning, the Indian chief gives him a feather. Oh, very nice. Very, yeah, okay. The video ends, it kind of goes dark, and he wakes up in his bed, and he's like, oh, man, it was it was all just a dream. And then he looks on his desk, and there's the feather. <gasps> it's just like, what are you trying to accomplish with this music video, Nelson? Like, hey... Your dad sucks. We can see that your dad sucks. It sucks that your dad sucks. Buy this album. Nelson's your daddy now. <laughs> okay. So I'm just, I'm going to do a thing here. I'm going to okay. circle back to the beginning of our conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. About your dad. Oh. Well, apparently it was all like, <laughs> oh, these goddamn grunge bands and their teen angst against their dads and I didn't have their dad and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's like a... Now, to be fair, (laughs) Harold also did not like Nelson. Nelson was not on his top five. Okay, okay, fair. But still, it's 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 just funny that like, oh, the grunge band, like, oh, those stupid kids and hating their dads, and like, oh, by the way, here's every '80s music video of every kid being upset at their parents for not liking their music. But hey, that's just right. That's just me. Uh, I believe that Skid Row's monkey business is all about how angry they were at their dads. <laughs> they were just more thrashy about it. Ah, fair. fair, fair. <laughs> no, that's that's nut bar though. I cannot. I wow. I mean, there was. Uh, I've seen I've seen enough pictures, just pictures, just promo photos of some of these <laughs> f- fucking bands, some of these '80s hair bands that I'm just like. What, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? The the I, whole I, culture is just, in addition to the elaborate costumes, the the behavior of the band slash of Guns N' Roses, yeah, hired a bodyguard, okay, for the sole purpose of when he got himself so fucked up he couldn't walk home, he would carry him back to the hotel. Bummer. Bummer. 
Like, that's just, that, that's the culture that surrounds it. I mean, David Lee Roth, the original frontman of Van Halen, and then had his semi-successful solo career. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite quotes about that is, is from one of my favorite shows, My Name is Earl, uh-huh. where the typical dumb character is just like, oh, you're going to be just like that guy that left that band or that was kicked out of that band for wearing those stupid pants and went on to be even more famous. What's his name again? <laughs> awesome. Uh, anyhow, that was an aside. But he <laughs> he hired... So, uh, so what's he, the proper term for this now? Dwarves? Is dwarves the politically correct term? I'm trying really hard not to be insensitive. It's uh, not that I think it's stupid to call them by the right name. I just uh, don't know what it is right sure, now. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, we're on the level. We're on the level. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Well, yeah, I think dwarves is yeah. socially acceptable. So he uh, hired... Apologies to anybody that's, that is um, suffering from that, that uh, we may be... My coworker is a dwarf, so I can like, I can get away with it. It's fine. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Play ball. No, I hate that. It's fine. <laughs> I I do have a coworker with dwarfism. Okay. It's just. So okay, fair. I don't want to use that card. Right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I appreciate that. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh, he would hire dwarves and female bodybuilders as his bodyguards because this this dude was just ridiculously flamboyant okay he would i believe he did ballet but so did kip winger a front man of winger Mm. these are these are the top men these are men who men aspire to be doing ballet and wearing crazy skin tight leather patterns with like deep open shirts and makeup and yeah putting so much work into their hair yeah man it it just Blows that my was mind. another thing that really it, it made it acceptable for a man to care about what he looked like. Yeah. Outside of the traditional sense. Sure, sure, sure. You know, sure. yeah, every guy wants to look nice in a tuxedo or in a, a nice suit and have the the suave hair and clean up nice, but mm-hmm. why do you have to always be clean to care about your appearance? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so just watching other men fall into line with that and just be totally okay with using a bottle of Aquanet on their hair a week, you know? <laughs> Not great for the ozone, but good for a man's image, yeah. you know? But you look fabulous, honey. Yeah. Like, terrific. <laughs> that, yeah, because th- that's something that I, I, I don't know, I just couldn't get on board with. Like, one thing that always, that, that always fascinated me about, about that band, about that band, the genre. The, the genre, thank you. And, <laughs> and that time was was the flamboyancy, was was the the over the topness. And and it was and it wasn't just the music and it wasn't just the look. It was the lifestyle. It, it was the lifestyle, the lifestyle, the stage, the it was everything. Crazy. It was crazy. It was every every band tried to outdo the next one. And it was it was just I could see where it would be entertaining. Like if you were growing yeah. up in that time and if you were able to go see these bands, how you were just like, Oh, Oh my God. Oh my God. Did you, did you see what happened? Uh, but I just, I don't know, man. I just, I could never get on board with it. It was always fascinating, but it was never fascinating enough. It just, 
it's easier now that all of this is documented and you're just getting the highlights of it. And I, you know, back in the eighties, you got information a lot differently. You got it through magazines uh, yeah. and through newspapers yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But now that it's just a click of a button away, right? It, it, just, that was when I peaked, my interest peaked in it, you know? So sure. I just started going online and researching these bands. I mean, the, the whole look of them was one thing. And, I think that they decided to compensate with wearing the makeup and the hair with the cod pieces and the stuffing because that Ooh. was a huge thing too. Like <laughs> that was yeah, <laughs> huge thing. Um, <laughs> I get it. Like, they were doing this penis. thing to to make a huge thing. <laughs> I mean, shit. Who was? I think it was actually Blackie Lawless that had a cod piece that shot fire. Come on. I'm not. I'm pretty sure. All right. To I'm the pretty sure. That should probably be the name of this fucking episode is just to the Googles. <laughs> All right. Blackie. I mean, it was it was enough. It, it was enough um, to see because I saw. Um, I don't remember how I, I DVR'd it. Uh, um, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Ha- had this. Uh, they were airing a Led Zeppelin concert. And sure enough, you know, you've got the. Um, You've got the uh, just that fucking incredible angle uh, from the crowd of uh, the lead singer and his incredibly, incredibly tight pants. Yep. Where very clearly he did not need a cod piece because mm-hmm. you saw the sausage that was oh, riding his fine. leg. <laughs> so it was just like, Jesus, man! Like I again, I like I like Led Zeppelin. It's 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 fun, but it was just like my dude. Like, <laughs> yep, there it is. I just googled it, and there it is. Holy hell, Jesus H. Yeah, it's it's spitting sparks, fire. All of that's not. Here's another one. What is that? What is that? What is that? It, what? It looks like I. I mean, what? Okay, what would you call that? It it, it genuinely looks like. It genuinely look genuinely looks like a dead fetus with a knife going through it. I don't. I mean, I, am I wrong? Look, I find their culture fascinating. It doesn't mean I understand it. Oh god, that's got to be because look at that. Looks like the umbilical cord going around. Like he's got it like hanging over his his neck, wrapped around his his like oh yeah. What the f, Blackie Lawless? Uh, what are you doing? They my can dude? get weird. You know, dude, but the amount of times that fire and pyrotechnics got them into bad, bad juju as well is insane. I mean, the lead singer of Def Leppard for their video for Foolin' Mm -hmm. was on a giant pyramid of sorts. It was like a glass triangle and he was literally strapped wrists and ankles onto this thing. Sure. And the pyrotechnics started going off behind it because you can't have an 80s hair metal music movie. Uh, right. Let's try that again. <laughs> can't have an 80s hair metal music video without sure. fire. Well, fucking A. And he caught fire. Oh, good. But he's strapped to a giant glass triangle. Yeah, it's fine. So his whole like arm caught on fire, and they managed to get him taken care of before like it got to be a burn or anything, but he sure. didn't have hair anymore. God damn it. And then there was, oh, what was the other one? 
Oh, uh, Motley Crue wore leather pants like you do. Well, naturally. And they would put, like, flame jelly all over them and literally light their pants on fire. Jesus. Now, it was just Nikki Six and Tommy Lee, if I remember correctly, but uh-huh. still, like... Nikki Six burnt most of his hair off during one of those stints because he leaned back a little too far and touched his flame pants. <laughs> Touch his flame pants. He was such a liar. Oh my god! His pants were literally on fire. <laughs> I see what. Oh, I get it. Oh! I see what you're dead there. Fucking Bobby Schmidt. You're too much, kid. <laughs> too much. Love it. Oh my god. That's out of control. Those the shows would get so out of control too. There was one time. Oh, oop, I kicked the mic. Hang on, just you're a fine. Second. You're fine. Let's try this again. It's okay. Okay, so there was one time. Yes. And this was uh, in '69, if I remember correctly. That would, would be called shock rock before hair metal really hit. Okay. With Alice Cooper. Okay. He was on tour, and there was just a chicken on stage. So he launched it into the audience, and the audience made nuggets like completely tore this bird apart holy hell it was bananas uh like everybody's heard of the aussie thing oh everybody's heard of the aussie deal you know yeah the bat fell on stage he bit the head off whatever like obviously like it's funny because it almost you almost hear it so often that you don't even believe that it's real but it's like (laughs) no that actually happened but i don't think i've ever heard of 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 that one of the chicken it might Alice Cooper was like just hitting his stride sure, with that, and sure. I don't think that that's what he wanted to happen to the chicken. So that might yeah. be part of the reason it's kind of like <laughs> maybe huh? let's maybe huh? let's not talk about it. Huh? We're like Ozzy's like yeah, I bet the I, I did that. <laughs> oh, I that Sharon. <laughs> I don't like to talk about the chicken. Let's not bring up the chicken. Fucking Dave Mustaine on a tour in Ireland. Yes. Went on a tirade so bad that they had to leave the country in a bulletproof van. Oh, good. It's just that was that was the thing. Uh, Anthrax did a auction of some nature, like a they raised money for a charity or something, where people bid to throw a house party for anthrax uh-huh. and anthrax showed up and trashed the place i'm talking sawed out the walls like drove a bulldozer into the house what just went to town what? i i don't even know what the recourse what? of it was where in the hell do you get a bulldozer like did they just have one lying around that they're like hey man you know be sweet they're, <laughs> like, they're like, anthrax <laughs> like <laughs> Would it surprise you? Yes! Yes, it would! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but any band, any band, I don't care who you are, like, all of a sudden you just show up to do a fundraiser? Or no, the, the fundraiser or was part auction. was the, the auction. It was an auction. Okay. And then they showed up to deliver on the house party. Okay, but, okay, so you show up to a house party, and you just, you just... Find a bulldozer. That's not. That's not a thing. Bobby Schmidt. I don't care. I don't care. Give me. Give me the cock. Give me the cod pieces with a, a fucking fetus with a knife through it. Or give me a cod piece that's blowing fire. Or whatever. You do not just find a bulldozer. That's not a thing that happens. I'm sorry. I have to draw the line. Oh, it's. It is what it is, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't explain it. It just is what it is. I, I mean, this is the same side of the genre as Slayer, and Slayer once had a fan. I'm sure they had several, but they had one that actually sent in a picture uh-huh. that they had carved Slayer into their arm in the yeah. style of the band logo. Don't do that, people. And then they used it as like an album cover. I don't know if it was a cover or if it was just on the inside of the album or whatever, sure, but like honestly. they were just like, metal. It's not as crazy as it could be. I mean, if you get into like hardcore, like death metal, there was a. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a band called Mayhem, and I mm. think they were Norwegian. I don't know a whole lot about that, but what I do Probably. know is one of the dudes is in prison right now because one of the bandmates blew his brains out. Uh-huh. And that guy came home and found a mostly put together skull fragment and washed it out to eat a bowl of cereal out of it. Cool. It's, I mean, if cool. you're going to name your band Mayhem. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Like that's that's the real deep dark. Jesus Christ! Like the the shit that I'm drawn to is um, like David Lee Roth used to have a devil statue on stage that would piss Jack Daniels. <laughs> okay, that's 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 fair. Like yeah. like that's the kind of because because it's okay. It's it's almost like the uh, and I just learned this recently from Nick Peterson's whatever the the three the three things of comedy you know you oh, take yeah. you take two uh, what was it two sort of unsafe things with a safe thing or or vice versa where or you take, two safe things and an unsafe yeah thing. yeah so you've got uh, pee which is funny and then you got Jack Daniels or alcohol which can be funny and then the unsafe thing the devil right yeah but you mix them all together you get the devil peeing Classic Jack Daniels comedy. It's yeah, comedy. <laughs> it's it's funny, but eating your bandmates or your or even just a fucking person, just, a random person, yeah. anybody, you find their skull that they just blew their brains out, and you de- decide to eat cereal out of it. Not so much meta. Meta. I, I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, but can we not? Oh, I, I got no plans on it. Oh, <laughs> my dude. I'll that's... make a deal with you. Don't blow your brains out, and I won't eat cereal out of your skull. I like that. Good. Deal. 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 Well, okay. Hang on, though. What cereal would you? What cereal? Is regret a cereal? No. Because but... I think that's the only thing I would taste. No, but I'll accept it. <laughs> I, the the amount of showmanship that went into it, in addition to the pyrotechnics, uh-huh. also with the pyrotechnics, uh, one time Great White had a concert. Yeah, with all those pyrotechnics, that did not end well. Didn't end well. No, and ended in a lot of uh, potential cereal, if you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Bad stuff. That was bad. Um, but the the showmanship, like David Lee Roth, was also one that would do a bunch of sword tricks on stage oh really okay and, yeah one time he ended up smacking himself in the forehead with the sword whoops like he he got a little too drunk off of the devil jizz <laughs> and, and 
smoked himself in the forehead with the blade of the knife, Don't. and he's bleeding profusely. Oh, my God. Refused to get off stage. Flat, refused, finished the concert, went to the hospital, got 21 stitches. That's fucking rock. That, that's the other appealing part is the, the dedication to yeah, their, yeah, yeah. their work. You don't see that a whole lot either. Uh, Ace Freely of Kiss. Yeah. He was electrocuted on stage. What? In one of their shows. Like something wasn't grounded correctly, and he touched Whoops. it and, burp, and got electrocuted. And he came back, too, in the ambulance and heard the crowd and went, fuck this, and went back out on stage <laughs> and finished the concert after oh my getting God. electrocuted. And the Balls. fan base, the, the fans were as dedicated to the bands as the bands were to the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole Nikki Six story. Nikki Six managed to overdose on heroin, Valium, and Coke, if I remember correctly. So he ODs and gets in the ambulance, and he's dead. He is, there's, there's nothing they can do. There's no pulse. There's oh no God. anything. He's dead. The EMT is such a die-hard Motley Crue fan that he can't. He can't. He can't you, deal can't with go. himself if if he's the if he's what he holds responsible for this. Pulls out two needles full of adrenaline and just sticks them. <gasps> Holy shit! And Nikki Six comes back to life. <laughs> oh my god! And then they wrote "Kickstart My Heart." <laughs> Come on, come on, dude. It's fucking fascinating. I realize, I realize, okay, I realize my, I may have overreacted at, at the fact that Nikki Sticks, you know, came back to life because I know that he came back to life, but it was how, okay, the fact that like some EMT was just like two fucking syringes of adrenaline pops him. And then they wrote a song about it. And I'm like, uh, it's shedding a new light on yeah. it. And like, at just how, cause, because I mean, because I, I, I look at it like this. I, I look at it like um, uh, the lead singer for like Pantera. I, yeah. And I'm, his name is, uh, forgive me, people. I've had enough <laughs> to drink that a lot. I, any other day, I, I'd probably be able to, to spout out his name. But I mean, like, if that were him. Oh my God! People would be like fucking metal, you know, like woo. Yeah. But here, people are like, yeah, it's metal. <laughs> it's just, it's a different, it's a different, yeah. it's a different thing, and it's. But Jesus Christ, I did not know that, and that kind of blows my mind a little bit because holy shit, holy shit, because that that was the other thing too is like. It, Yes, you've got you've got the glam. Everybody's wearing eyeliner and makeup, and their hair's all blah blah blah. And so you just you just kind of look at him. You're like, what a bunch of fucking ninnies. But then, yeah, you learn that like he fucking OD'd on not just coke, not just heroin. No, he was t- heroin, coke, Valium. Like he was fucking pumped full of it so much so that he died and needed two syringes, two syringes yep. of fucking adrenaline to bring him back. <coughs> That's Excuse nut bar. Me. That's fucking nut bar. I mean, the the dirt is now a movie on Netflix. Admittedly, I haven't seen it. I just haven't had time to sit down and watch it. But sure. the, it's pulled from a book that Motley Crue released. Okay, uh, a biography called The Dirt, uh, which I believe I already referenced. But yeah, it was something my mom had laying around when I was a kid. She, my mom has tried on multiple occasions to get through a book, but just loses focus before she does it. So fair. 
it ends up on a shelf. Yeah. I start doing all of this research and figure out like that's what that book is. Okay. Oh cool. Oh my god. <laughs> the shit they got up to, but Yikes. like it's fascinating. There was one time that Nikki Six and Tommy Lee had a BO contest to see which one could abstain from showering the longest while on tour. Keep in mind, Tommy Lee is in a drum kit that he is literally buckled into for this tour right. because the whole box comes out and he plays drums while and spinning in yep, midair. Spins, turns them upside down. Like and the amount else. of strength you got to have and the amount of energy you got to exert in order to be yeah. able to hit the drums in the first place, let alone do it while you're moving through space and time. Yeah, can, can we not? It, it's bananas. And then to not shower and they're doing three four shows a night a week you know it's I, that that is not so metal nikki six one gross like 30 days like Ugh. yeah yeah dude i can't go three i can't go three days and on day two i'm still like Nick. <laughs> I mean, did he have his own bus? Did they eventually like kick him off and no. say, like, hey, my dude, you're riding on top? They were all so full of drugs they didn't notice. Oh. I, I mean, it's it was bad. I'm not I'm not kidding. That kind of makes me nauseous. The fact that he went 30 days without showering while still performing. I I have I have been in a band. <laughs> I have toured. I have played both guitar and drums. And um, we have found out uh, when we first started this band that stage presence is is half of what you do. It's it's half of yep. everything. It's it's stage presence as well as the quality of what you perform, the quality of your music. Yeah. So when we performed. I was jumping around as well as everybody else. We were jumping. We were we were swinging guitars. We were all over the fucking place. We never tried to let there be a soft spot in the show. Yeah. It was really tough. It was really fucking tough to go two days. Two days yep. without showering. And if you did, it was gnarly. It was bad. So to go 30 days, Tommy Lee, as a drummer... I, I don't. I cannot you, get on board with that. You said a word. You said actually two words in a row that uh, triggered a thing that I want to talk about now. Go on. The words were soft spot. I don't think and... I want to go down this road. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. So Def Leppard revolutionized a lot of things. Uh-huh. One of the things they revolutionized is they took their stage yes. and put it in the middle of an arena. Oh, okay. okay. So they had four front rows. Sure, sure, sure. So that elevated arena spot that they they were on stage for, they also wanted to put Rick Allen in a higher elevation so everyone could see him and everyone could congratulate him. So cool. he's, he's okay. in the middle of the stage and the rest of the band members kind of rotate around him on this platform of four stages. Okay, cool. Which, yeah, it's really awesome. They figured out that there was plenty of space underneath the stage for a harem of harlots. So they would, during the show, have their roadies 
have these little passes. You know how you get a backstage pass? It looks yeah. like, you know, yeah, uh, whatever. They had backstage passes that you could actually come and do the meet and greet band. It said Def Leppard on the top. Sure. Hey, you're familiar with the Def Leppard font. It's very iconic. Yes. They had special backstage passes that instead of saying Def Leppard, said Dick Licker. Right. Their standard passes had smiley faces, but their special passes had smiley faces, little cheeky things going on, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They were real clever. They thought they were real clever. That got shut down really quick. So when they went on tour with Tesla, they did the same thing, except for they had the the picture of an eye mm-hmm. and a picture of a bird mm-hmm. and then a picture of like a a sailor at a helm. Uh-huh. And it was I swallow semen. Great. But they would house women underneath their stage. Willing women. It wasn't like they just had their roadies just be like, you come me now. You know? (laughs) (laughs) They'd just be like, hey, you want to fuck the band? And they'd be like, ah! You know? So they'd be under the stage during the show, and then they would work in reasons that the other dudes could leave for a bit. Sure. All right, now for our extended drum solo. And the three dudes would go down, and... They would go down, and then they'd come back up and keep playing their fucking show, and then... That is out of control. It was insane. That is out of control. Oh, my God. There there were so many good things that came out of that, like, positive sex energy thing, you know, like... Sure. Women in that culture were not as chastised for harlotry, you know, it was kind of like a a badge of pride that you wore if you got to sleep with one of these band members. It meant, like... You know, you're worthy of something. It sucks uh, that it sure. it required you to be a certain level of attractive or a certain level of knowledgeable or whatever. Like there's yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. negative that surrounds it as well, but it was helping to dispel that women can't have sex thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It was one of those things where it, it, it was freeing. Freeing. Yeah, the the whole there was a lot of freedom based around what they did. It was like Kind of like they took that 60s free spirit kind of thing, but they just gave it some attitude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, A bad thing that came along with it was rampant STD spreading because you'll have that. that. Um, Lots of children that didn't necessarily (laughs) know their dad. In fact, it was referenced in Beavis and Butthead that... you never meet their parents in the show. Yeah. When they did the movie Beavis and Butthead Do America, they get lost in the desert. Yep. And you're led to believe that these two dudes they meet in the desert are their their real fathers, and they were roadies for Motley Crue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Funny. But nice. that was that was a very real thing for a lot of different kids. It's like, who's your dad? I don't know. Probably Sebastian Bach. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Like, that'd be meet dope. Loaf. Do I get to meet him? No. <laughs> he don't know. Yeah, he's like, how do you contact him afterwards, you know? Like, do you do you chase him on tr- on tour, uh, all pregnant as fuck? Right, right. Yeah, you can't, you, you just like, don't. You just, kind of, <laughs> you just kind of accept it for what it is. I'm just, and, I'm just trying to imagine being the, being the son of Bob with bitch tits. Robert Paulson? Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> oh, fucking meatloaf. 
God damn it. Uh, just, uh, uh, well, that's a completely different thing, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that's an aspect that that is that you're right is is totally very real that I guess I just I've never really considered a whole lot. I mean, yeah, yeah, everybody lives, you know, thinks of the rock star life where yeah, you you've got tons of screaming fans and you go backstage and suddenly you've got dozens of women at your beck and call, you know, whatever yeah. else like. But that just, I think a lot of people have learned, and yes. it's because of that era. Yep. It, it did as many positive things for uh, sex in general as it did negative. They were just in completely different directions. Right. Same with women and same with, like, feminizing men, losing some of that toxic masculinity. Oh, sure. It did as much good as it did bad. It just did it in different directions. Sure. Yeah, there was uh, a bit of trouble in the women aspect because they were viewed as decoration. I mean... Right. Uh, here I go again by White Snake. The entire fucking music video is David Copperfield and his producers, Jaguars, parked next to each other. One's white and one's black. And his girlfriend at the time, Tawny Katane, just rolls around in this flowy little negligee. <laughs> and that's essentially the entirety of the video. Oh, my God. You got uh, Cherry Pie by Warrant. Yep, yep. That caused a bunch of problems i mean especially when the the little piece of pie landed immediately in her crotch it's like there's no subtlety with you is there no mix up the batter and she licks the beater what do you think that means right i couldn't have any idea <laughs> um you were one ignorant some bitch. i mean it even got to a really bad extreme in, in some circumstances i Ted Nugent met a 17-year-old Hawaiian girl that he quote-unquote fell in love with and uh, became her legal guardian, and uh, then I'm pretty sure he married her. But I know for sure he was banging her, but I can't remember if they ever got married. Right. To an even more concerning extreme, Steven Tyler, who cast his own daughter as a stripper in one of his music videos. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yep, and yep. Liv Tyler, very yep. nice-looking lady. Sure. Probably shouldn't be cast as a stripper by daddy. Yeah, can we not That's do that? That's weird. That is weird. It's even weirder to know that Steven Tyler had a relationship with a 14-year-old girl that he was convincing the parents to let him become the legal guardian of. That's fucked up. And ended up kicking her out at like 17. Let's not do that. People. Yeah, it's fucking weird. But it, it was just that... That whole perspective, and Steven Tyler was on a lot of drugs. That doesn't excuse his behavior, but sure, it's it's a it's it part definitely of the plays it, into it. it plays you know? a factor. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, Absolutely. It, it, imagine that drugs impair your judgment. What? Who would have ever thought? Jesus Christ. So, let me ask you this: does does it does it bother you? Because I mean, we we've throughout this whole discussion, we've basically talked about all these bands essentially at their prime, in their heyday. So let's talk about kind of a little bit where they are now because most of the time when I see bands like uh, White Snake, Poison, uh, any number of them, they just, uh, they're playing casinos. They're, I've, I've seen one band, I think it was, I think it might have, God, who in the hell was it? I wish I could remember who it was, but they were playing, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I live in Winona, Minnesota. It's where we're, I'm recording this, um, which is basically it's a small town in Minnesota where if I drive about 10, 15 minutes, I'm in Wisconsin. 
if I drive and I, I, 10, 15 minutes east, if I drive about 45 to an hour south, I'm in Iowa. Now, we are just, just north of Houston County, which is exactly in the lower right-hand corner of Minnesota. It's the very southeastern uh, county of Minnesota. In their Houston County Fair, they were hosting one of these bands. Yeah. Normally, I'd say that's a pretty big deal because, holy shit, you know, like, it's one of these uh, old school 80s rock bands. Yeah. Uh, But Houston County, I cannot say that they host or more than probably about 10,000 people live in all of Houston County. So I'm kind of like, wow. This is where you're at now. You know, what? Uh, when I see some videos of some of these, you know, uh, bands that are uh, just, they just look tired and they're very clearly drunk and they are having <laughs> troubles, you know, like they're going through the Ozzy Osbourne syndrome where they're just mumbling words and they're just, they just kind of seem to be going through the motions and cashing the paycheck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and stop me if I'm wrong. I mean, that, if, if it, you're seeing something completely different, it depends on the band, just like it does fair, with. Fair. Any, uh, I went to see Cake when I was sixteen. They played here at Winona State. Yeah, and they, yeah. On campus, I, um, at the time did not know that April twentieth was like a stoner's holiday because eh. I was sixteen and that wasn't a thing I was into. And I, sure. I got high for the first time there by complete accident because the entire room was just, nothing just but weed smoke. Done. Just cheached. So even though I had that experience. Uh huh. The lead singer of the band was just not into it. He just did not care that day. And it it okay. really, they performed well as far as auditorily speaking goes. But it okay. was it was still like, man, you don't want to fucking be here. I don't want to be here. Yeah, like, why fair. Don't, you know, it's, it's bands that tour just to make money are bands that I can't get behind. But okay. I've seen a handful of them. The first concert that I... No, it was the second concert I ever went to. It was out at Fort McCoy. Mm-hmm. And that only has a couple hundred people that ever show up for it. But okay. it had Slaughter, which is a band that's most known for... Um, I can't even remember the song that they're known for right now. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they've got, like, one song everybody knows. Sure. And they went out there and put on a fantastic show because they were Happy about it. Yeah. And then Firehouse took the stage. And Firehouse has Don't Treat Me Bad, Rock on the Radio, All She Wrote. They've okay. got a, a bunch of hits. Sure. Um, But it was one of those bands that I never really made the connection. Like, oh, my God, I do know their entire discography. Because oh, it wasn't sure. something I sought out to listen to. Okay, okay. At 16. Yeah. <laughs> but they honestly shattered my expectations cool. for concerts cool anytime going for they sounded like they were ripped right from the radio i mean they actually have a song that's released that has never had an, an audio or a studio version released and oh, i wow. can't remember which one it is i think okay. it's all she wrote but okay. they they to this day are still the best sounding band the most on time with each other that guy has to do Awesome. A lot with his vocals, and he's still he's fucking Nailing 70 it. years old, and he's killing it. They actually played down at Brick House in Lacrosse not uh-huh. too long ago, and 
that venue might hold a hundred people if they're butts to nuts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But firehouse isn't doing it for the money. They're doing it because it's what they fucking love to do. Cool. And that's still cool to see. Cause they're just like, you know, kind of like live. We don't have a huge audience some nights and we still do what we can because we fucking love it. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, and I didn't mention this, I think when I introduced <laughs> you, Bobby is also a member of La- the comedy sketch group that I'm in live from lacrosse. Uh, so that's why she referenced why yes. the kind of live that we are in. So sorry. No, Go it's on. all good. Uh, that same concert had Quiet Riot, and that was about three months before the lead singer of Quiet Riot died, which okay. was pretty special. I mean, their their music didn't, their performance didn't hold up nearly as well as you could with Firehouse. But like I said, that that's a completely different animal. And then Vince Neil closed out the show because Motley Crue was still in their tissy. And it was just, it was very reminiscent of like, okay, but what if Toby Keith went rock? You know? Got it. Just like, um, shortly after that, I went to see Def Leppard in concert. Because when they came through lacrosse, I was 14. And my parents were like, oh, oh, I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) Nope. We went to those concerts at 14. You ain't coming home pregnant. Oh, exactly. (laughs) But, man... is it, they were do they were touring so frequently. My parents are like, "Well, give it a couple of years; it'll be fine." Okay. They didn't come back to lacrosse until I was twenty five. Oh, but balls. I did go to see them in Milwaukee at nineteen or twenty. I can't remember exactly how old okay. I was, but okay. Um, they went. They were touring with Cheap Trick and Poison. Uh huh. And Cheap Trick came out in full costumes doing the same kind of shit that they would have done just obviously they're old so they don't have the same energy behind it right but everything they did you could tell that they were just in were love with being there that's cool and cheap tricks from wisconsin so they're oh, shit. Okay. i believe they're from madison they also do the um opening credit music for that 70s show okay that's a cheap trick song oh shit okay um but they they put on a fantastic show. They were just obviously in love with the crowd and being able to perform with them. Sure. And then Poison came out. And the rest of the band was great. And they put on a better show than they did even in their prime. They were so fucked up in their prime. There was one time they were invited to play the VMAs. And they started playing during the commercial break. So Arsenio Hall had to come out and be like, hey, guys. Not yet. <laughs> They're supposed to play Unskinny Bop, uh-huh. which is one of their one of their jams, one of their okay, yeah, 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 yeah. their rollers, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cece, the guitarist, uh-huh. instead leads into "Talk Dirty to Me." Good. Which the band had enough time to recover from because the whole beginning of that song is and then come in the drums. Sure. So they're just like, all right, fuck it. I guess we're doing this now. In the middle of the set, CeCe steps on his own guitar cord and unplugs his guitar because they didn't have wireless guitars at the time. Naturally. So he's playing guitar that no one can fucking hear and Brett Michaels, the lead singer, goes over to be like, hey, man, your shit's unplugged. Let's <laughs> fix that. And CeCe just rams into him 
And then the two of them get off stage and get into a fight, and CC gets kicked out of the band. It didn't last, obviously, but <laughs> it, 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 that's the VMAs. That's like, what else did they have? You know? <laughs> oh my God. So Poison comes out, and Brett Michaels is in the middle of that MTV series, Rock of Love. Oh, so it's yeah. like every fucking little bit of time that he's got between the songs. It's just, no, I'm Brett Michaels. I'm on Rocket Love. Check me out on MTV. Did you know that I'm on the cover of Men's Health Magazine? Shut the fuck up and play Talk Dirty to me. Gross. I don't care. Gross. You're here for you. And that's the kind of shit where, like, they played well. They had great energy. It was just those moments where the guitar wasn't strumming that you're just like, fucking shut up. <laughs> and then Def Leppard I've seen twice now. Okay. And Joe Elliott's voice didn't hold up to the extent of their like really early shit where it's super raspy and, and much more of that, ah, I can't even do it, you know? So their music has tamed a bit, but that did that naturally over the course of releasing music. Sure. That's another thing I love about Def Leppard is they have released countless albums. Okay. And they have changed. Their sound today is much different than their EP, as it fucking should be, because that was 40 years ago. Right. Right. You know? You can't keep doing the same thing. No. Adapt or die. Exactly. They still have a very quintessential, very identifiable sound, and that's sure. That's thanks to Phil Collin on the guitar. Like that guy has an incredibly identifiable guitar pattern, and his his riffs are really easy to pick out of a crowd. That makes them have their own unique sound, similar to with Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen's got a very unique way that he plays guitar. In fact, he was never taught how to play guitar. He taught himself, and that's why it sounds so fucking different. Nice. And people took from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, man. You know, so that they're still easy to identify, but they have evolved over time. They've, because if you can't sing in the register you used to sing in, adapt or die. Yeah. Exactly. But they, they sounded incredible. They were so fucking excited to be there. <laughs> One of my favorite things with Def Leppard is the the guitarist Phil Collin is ripped. Also, my favorite member of Genesis. Now, that's Phil Collins. Oh, right. Okay. Phil Collin. Right. Okay. Just Going on. Type in Phil Collin. All right. I am googling Phil Collin, not Collins. Not Collins. I believe this man is seventy years old or close to. Phil Collin. C O L L I N. See, it just it automatically goes to Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What what is it? What is it? C O L L I N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Collin. Just type in Def Leppard after it. All right. Def. It's Phil Collins death. <laughs> Phil <laughs> Collins death. It's Phil Collins not death. Like I'm not even kidding you. Def. Okay, Leopard. There we go. That was really funny. Colin. All right. Phil Colin. All right. Okay. Okay. Holy hell. Yeah. You ain't kidding, man. No. This dude's jacked. He's fucking ripped. 
Oh my God. Now do me a favor and and replace where you've written Phil Collin with Rick Savage. Okay. Still Duff Leopard? Yes. Okay. Rick Savage is their Rick bassist. Savage. Rick Savage. Duff Leopard. Still on images. Loading. Uh whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, thankful. Uh, now none of them are him shirtless, and that's probably for good reason. No, but he does but, look like an unironed sheet. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Joel, oh, the the lead oh. singer of the band, he's always in the middle, and he looks like he's he's pretty. He's doing all right. I mean, the man's almost seventy, but he no. he he looks like he could be fifty or sixty. You know, he's held together pretty well. And he's flanked by the fucking fountain of youth and the crypt keeper. Dude, like. I'm telling, I'm telling, I actually I went back. All right, I hit back on Chrome here so I could just go back to looking at Phil Collin because Jesus, I, it, no, huh? it's just fascinating. Like this dude is. I mean, if he's that old, like holy hell! Uh, like seriously, he looks like he's. You could see him at Muscle Beach almost. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, like good in, for him. In strongman competitions. Yeah. Like, he's dude. just jacked. Yeah, man. That's nut bar. Oh, my gosh. Good for him. But they, they do put on a hell of a show. The, the one that I just saw at the Lacrosse Center in recent years, um, they've replaced Pyrotechnics and they've done that for a while. Uh, good. The, the Milwaukee show I went to is an outdoor venue. So they did have fireworks, but there was nothing fire-related on the stage. Okay, good. But they have these giant LED panels that they put everywhere. Neat. And it runs different visuals, different patterns. Sometimes it's just literally displaying the band members bigger in real time because they're feeding off of a video footage. It's the amount of production that they still put into their shows and the amount of, you can just feel how much they care. See, and that's, that's one thing that I'm glad people are catching on to. Cause I went to a Deftones show. Um, and, uh, it was one of my favorite, uh, granted, I haven't been to a lot of concerts. Sure. Um, but this, this one was really great because literally all they had was just this big blank white sheet behind them. And all they did was essentially display display colors, different colors. Some of them fast moving, some of them slow. But it wasn't like patterns. It was literally just colors. But it it just kind it of paired well. It did. It really. I mean, obviously there were other lights and you know lasers and what. I mean, but it wasn't extravagant. It wasn't. It wasn't real gaudy. It was just enough to kind of help. Feed, and it wasn't feed the it wasn't lazy either because yes, they exactly, it, you can't exactly. make it too busy either. Exactly. It's distracting and you just kind of lose touch. But yeah. okay. So, uh anything else you care to add cuz I think we're going to wrap this up here pretty quick. Yeah, I I can talk for another hour or so, but I get it. Uh So okay, so <laughs> I talk a lot. So let's let's talk your your favorite note then. Your favorite note, something that you were really hoping to cover tonight. Honestly, the big thing I wanted to cover was the story about Rick Allen's arm. Um, Another tragedy that happened to the band, I believe it was in 91, their other original guitarist, Steve Clark, Uh accidentally overdosed and passed away. He had a drinking problem, which Mm -hmm. was pretty synonymous to the entire scene. Okay. 
but he had gotten in a, a tiff with his girlfriend or his wife, if I'm remembering correctly, and couldn't sleep. So he popped a couple sleeping pills that were prescribed to him, but didn't think about the amount of booze that he had drank and uh, just didn't wake up. Okay. And that was hard for the band because the, the, the guitar stuff is so unique, you know? And they ended up getting Vivian Campbell, who's been in a, a slew of other bands in the area. Sure. Or in the genre, rather. Okay, okay. And they've toured ever since. You know, it's it's so strange to see a band that has all original members and when an original member has to be replaced it's literally due to death like their drummer lost an arm and they're still like nah fuck yeah like we're we're keeping this guy we're We're, we're good we're gonna have this guy and then they lose their guitarist and honestly their career kind of Kind of started taking a bit of a nosedive there. Part of it was the the entire scene was changing around music. It was leaning more sure. towards grunge at that time anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're replacing one of the guitarists. But even after that, that guitarist doesn't go anywhere. They don't kick him out of the band. He doesn't decide to leave. He's like, fuck that. Like, we're, we're an awesome group of people. And they still have a pretty resounding amount of success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Awesome. I did not another fun tidbit I did not know. Yeah. This this is why I like to do this because I, <laughs> and, and this is why I'm really glad you approached me because uh, again, about about cuz cuz I it does. It puts a whole new light in it. it. It gives me a whole new level of respect for that genre because I honestly like I I I only know kind of what I see and I, I see a bunch of dudes are just like, "Yeah, we're better than everybody else and we just do a bunch of coke and we trash fucking hotel rooms and we just boned a bunch of chicks while wearing eyeliner and it's like okay fred durst yep <laughs> I, I mean that's not exactly okay. you're not wrong an exclusive club you're not that you're wrong. describing you're too okay scary. justin bieber oh. yeah it, it all yes. depends on the light that you you are approached with it you know and that's, like you had yes. a negative connotation when it was brought up whereas i was four years old Headbang into Metallica. Like right that on. that was just my life. That yeah, was yeah. happy memories. That was sure good times. Anytime dad had the hair metal station on or he had he had this giant like a one hundred disc rotating C D oh, player. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of those CDs ended up in my possession. Nice. When I was like thirteen or fourteen, because everything went digital and he's like, yeah, Here, yeah. take these. So I've still got just a fucking shit ton That's awesome. of original 80s albums that span from Lita Ford to Slayer to TLC. <laughs> That's early 90s. Hell but yeah, either man. way, you know. No, 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 either way, yeah. That one was Mom's, or at least I'm told. Uh-huh. Still haven't really figured out where the Shania <laughs> Twain one came from, but. Rap. <laughs> metal. Rap. Metal. But either Whitney way. Houston. Um. It was, it was introduced to me in a way that it was a good thing. It yeah. was, it didn't have that negative spin on it. And if you were to hear about something shitty in that realm, like uh, any of the Steven Tyler stories that I talked about, yeah. now he did do a fair amount 
of good as well. You know, Janie's got a gun sure. was a huge uh like Colin Carter, an icon in the the subsect of women who have been abused and didn't feel like they had an outlet. You know, that uh, was sure. a very powerful song, but right that on. doesn't doesn't forgive the wrong. But I I also yeah. want to make note that that guy did do good things. But if the first thing that you hear about 80s hair metal is that one time Ozzy Osbourne and Nikki Six literally got into a pissing competition, like I can't even remember how it went down, but there was something like one of them ate one of the ants that was in the pool area of the hotel they were staying in. So the other one kneeled down and like snorted a whole chain of those ants. Right. And then Nikki six was like, Oh, hang on a second. And just pees on the ground and goes to lap it up. But before he can do it, Ozzy Osbourne pushes him out of the way and sucks it up. Like if that's the first thing that you hear about 80s hair metal, you're like, fuck that. What is wrong with these people? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's fair. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Uh, well, before we go, um, and this, and I'm I'm gonna ask you, uh, the more you know. Now, has there been something that you have encountered, and it and it's completely, it can be completely off topic because uh, I'm hoping that a lot of people that listen to this are really curious, hold a lot of the same interests. So is there something that that you have come across recently, uh, whether whether it be music, uh, a book, board game, so on and so forth, a video game, whatever, uh, that you feel like that you've really enjoyed recently that you think other people might enjoy? Oh, yeah, The Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Hardcore, yeah. Okay, right now, what, what is it about that that you've really enjoyed? Like. The the storyline is loose enough to allow it space to go wherever the hell it wants to, mm-hmm. but still contained enough for it to make sense. It's much like Stranger Things in that way, where, yeah, if you really wanted to go through it with a fine-tooth comb, you're going to find some plot holes. You're going to have right. some, why didn't they just fly the eagles? You know, <laughs> yeah. moments. You're, <laughs> if you're looking hard enough, you're going to dig through it. But sure. if you are watching it with the intent to enjoy the story... There's nothing in it that's gonna pull you right out of it. And uh, the uh, what is his name? Robert something, the actor that plays Klaus yes. in the Umbrella Academy was uh, in a show. Enjoyable. He, he was in a show that was kind of asymmetrically similar to the Umbrella Academy. It was okay. another power show called The Misfits. Okay. And he was just a little cunt in that too. Like it's <laughs> it's, it's it, in in the British sense of the word. Like just. Sure. His character in either of those, I am immediately drawn to. It's okay. just fun because they've they've got a good heart, but they're a dick. Mm-hmm. And watching them wrestle with themselves as well as trying to wrestle with their social situations is fascinating. And just trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is going on here right, right, with right, the right. Umbrella Academy was was really fun, too. I actually had the ending ruined for me before I even looked oh, at the... No watch the movie but even knowing the ending and watching like how the fuck are we gonna get to this point like uh, how what direction are we gonna take that's possibly gonna lead to that you know (laughs) you're still brought into it it's Uh just it's great and then to know that it's written by gerard way who is another fascinating guy from another genre of music i know entirely my chemical romance right oh yeah. yeah yeah 
Yeah, emo so. hit me hard at 15. <laughs> <laughs> As it did a lot of it people. It became me. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah, so Umbrella Academy on Netflix, uh, there's only one season out, but I believe they've been approved, right? They have been approved for, for a se- season two. For season two, yeah. Yeah. So you heard it here first, cats. Go, go watch your Umbrella Academies. Um, well, cool. Bobby, anything else before we wrap this up? Yeah, thanks for giving me an outlet to purge all of this information I shouldn't have in the first place. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so so much for sharing it with me. I'm sorry. We, we probably only touched half of your notes there. She's got a, a page full of notes that I feel like we may have only scratched the surface. But It's all right. I just wanted to have plenty to pick from. I know probably seven times that much, but those were the things that I wanted to talk about. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's for another day. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Bobby, for being here. Thank you for having and me. And I imagine we'll have you again. So stay tuned again, listeners. I'm not sure what we'll have next, but uh, I hope it'll be just as fun as this one. Good night. We're <laughs>